Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. Hi, this is Rebecca Capon. I am the board chair for KDS. My name is Jacob White, and I am a board member at KDS. And today we will be discussing our strategic plan, which is something that the board owns and adopts and it is a living document and we have two board members to, to join me on this and we want to talk really about what is Kirk Day School looking to in the future. And so Rebecca, Jacob, thank you guys for being on our podcast today and being willing to do this. Pleasure. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, both of these board members are parents in the school. Uh, they've been, uh, Jacob's a newer board member. Rebecca's been on the board for a few years. So Rebecca, would you just kind of talk about uh, your family, how you guys came to KDS and just a little bit of history there. And uh, Jacob, I'll ask the same thing of you, but Rebecca, would you mind sharing? Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Taylor. So um, as Taylor mentioned, um, I am a parent at KDS. I have a um, soon-to-be graduating sixth grader, Tira. Um, she started KDS in kindergarten. And then I have a third grader, uh, Emory, who started in pre-K. Um, and so I have been had the pleasure of serving on the board um, shortly after Kira started in 2016, um, and this is my first term at um, as a board chair. And I'm just I've loved my time serving um, serving the community and administration and staff on the product of Christian education. So it's a, a bit um, integrated into my life, and I just find um, the experience that I've had and now passing on to my children as um, the greatest blessing that I can give them. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. And Jacob, would you mind sharing about your family? Absolutely. Um, my name's Jacob again, and uh, married to Laura. We have three children who have been at Kirk. Uh, Gus, our oldest, who's now 16, unbelievable, uh, started in 2014 and graduated uh, from, from Kirk. And uh, now Rose, our youngest, is just getting ready to graduate uh, first grade. Love it here. Uh, well, and I, I, I will say, uh, Laura, Jacob's wife, um, every Tuesday since at least I've been here, I feel like she's been, feel, she fills in for Jeannie in the office uh, to make sure that phones are there and reads our dear time for, for teachers and sends out that reminder. And she's been an integral part. And your mother in law works for us as well, which is pretty fun. Yeah, we're, we're pretty connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think at one point, Laura, your mother-in-law, and Laura's sister uh, all worked here um, for, for like a hot second. So, yeah. That's right. Uh, so, um, going, going to the purpose of today, though, uh, we want to make sure that uh, our parents have an opportunity to hear more anecdotally about our strategic plan. We, we've done some parent focus groups. We've done some faculty focus groups. And this is something that really drives our discussion at the board level. And so... Uh, I'll, I'll just kind of run through our, our, our eight things, and then uh, if we can just kind of take them a little bit one by one, uh, we shouldn't get too into details, but parents, we think this is really important. We want you to know what we're trying to do. What is the direction of the school? Um, we think we've got a good product. We believe in the mission of our school, but yet we want you also know that we have a vision for it and that we have, we're strategically trying to, to get there. Uh, and so before I get to those things, um, one of the one of the big precepts that we hold for our board is the board is generative, they're strategic, and they're fiduciary. And so uh, as we talk through these things, these are pretty high-level things, and you're not going to hear um, uh, reevaluate the reading curriculum in, in this. Uh, you're not going to hear, you know, make sure that uh, the student's color of yellow, uh, you know, socks are a certain hue. 
uh, it's going to be it's going to be much more uh, broad than that. And the idea is it's going into that gener- um, generative piece into the fiscal piece where where the board is. So. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that. The first thing uh, that we have is develop a master plan with Kirk of the Hills Church. We have a board membership planning uh, initiative on this. We uh, look to have a plan to increase faculty salaries and professional development budget. And we want to rework our faculty mentoring program to include more aggressive faculty coaching and teacher support. Number five for us would be regularly review core objectives for educational support services and enrichment opportunities. Number six, we want to become a member of CESA, which is the Council for Educational Standards and Accountability. We want to continue to develop and execute our robust communication and media plan. And then finally, uh, our last uh, objective here is the KDS board wants to take a comprehensive view and re- review our board's committee structures. So those are the, the overarching eight pieces. And some of those may sound like, eh, well, that's, that's not that interesting. And other things may sound really interesting. But Jacob, Rebecca, I want you guys to, to add some color commentary to that. Um, so let's start with number one, develop a master plan with Kirk of the Hills Church. And, and Rebecca, let's, let's start with you. Why, why is that important for us? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I am a member of, of Kirk of the Hills as well as, as well as sending my children to Kirk Day School. And there's such a sweet um, interconnectivity of being on site uh, with the church. Um, and having the pastors pray over um, the teachers and uh, the students and parents that are walking through. Um, but we also understand that there are sometimes limitations with space and shared resources and space. And so um, this is a big need. Um, and I think we're at uh, we're poised at a, a perfect time to begin to really look at how do we better utilize um, the resources and space um, that God has given us and where do we need to grow? What does that look like? Um, and as Taylor mentioned, to be strategic in this. Um, uh, many of you parents out there are coaches within our gym, um, and our gym needs um, a facelift. Um, but how do we do that to where it's um, prudent with the financial resources that we're investing in that to where, again, we're not being short-sighted? So um, we, um, we will be engaging with this strategic initiative um, to be sure that we're pulling in um, individuals across the community from Kirk of the Hills to um, teachers to parents um, to staff to make sure that we're really looking at this holistically um, on how can we best serve our community and invest the resources that God's blessing us with um, to make the space beautiful, um, educational for our kids, but also um, to really advance his mission. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things uh, that, that's good to note is when we have done projects in, in recent years, we've been able to say, hey, let, let's go build a field. Let's go build a new playground. And the church is pretty much, hey, go after it. Um, we, we would love that for you guys. And we'll, we'll raise some money, and, and we do that, and the church will help help out where they can. But it's been a little bit uh, fluid, and, and I would say they recognize that, we recognize that, and this is just a really good time to calibrate um, the vision for each because – they, I mean, it's clear they want us to thrive and do well, but we also have an, an opportunity to, to, Rebecca, like you said, beautify this space. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Jacob, looking at kind of that uh, generative piece, I mean, this this goes into what it looks like to be um, forward thinking. And so, you know, what as we kind of talk about this, give us an even higher level kind of look of, you know, what what do we want out of a strategic plan from a board level? Um, because I feel like this isn't just a, this isn't just a goal. This is a guiding, this is kind of a guiding document. So you can kind of talk about how we use this as a guiding document for something like 
looking at facilities? Absolutely. Yeah. And in the, in the overarching view of like, why do we even have a strategic plan and, and how can I frame this in my mind as it relates uh, to school? The, I think this really speaks to how the school is growing and maturing and laying a foundation for the future in the way that we govern and plan and invest and cultivate, not just the, the children and the education and the way that the faculty and teachers and staff and administration, everyone works together to support the families and, and children that are here, uh, but also in the, the building and in the, the way that we work together, the way that everyone works together in this space. Um, the strategic plan helps keep our eyes focused on where we're headed and not just where we are. So it, it lets you connect those dots. Um, and the school being like, we just celebrated 30 years, right? And a lot has happened in those 30 years. And um, Perk as a church has grown and evolved and changed and matured. And Kirk, as, uh, Kirk Day School has grown and evolved and changed. And that's not ending anytime soon. And the way that we shepherd it and cultivate it is really important uh, that we're intentional and that we're uh, thoughtful and that we're Christ-centered and all of that. Um, so all of that is baked into each one of these pieces. And having the first one be where we meet and where we uh, play and where we educate and where we grow together uh, is critical. Um, so there's a lot that can be done in this space. Um, it's probably not the first time uh, a master plan will show up on the strategic plan, yeah, but yeah. Lord willing, it will be a really meaningful move uh, in the in the coming years. Yeah, well, and, and I, I love what you what you're saying is keeping our eyes on where we're headed, not just where we are. And uh, a big part of this is we want parent involvement in these things. And, and Rebecca, to your point. You know, the gym is, is such a common space and we're blessed to have a gym, but we could do better with that space uh, for sure. And we want to be strategic in how we do it and not just say, OK, uh, we have some extra cash this year. So let's just, you know, resurface the floor. But, yeah, what's how can we how can we really, really manifest this into something that, that we we desire to be, not just um, to fix the problem of today? Um, that kind of goes into to really the next one, which is board membership planning. Um, we have regular turnover um, we try to use a matrix, but I think being on the board isn't just being like, hey, they're available, let's grab them. So, like, Rebecca, kind of talk talk for a second about your experience being on the board, but why that why that membership planning is so important. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I would say it really is, you know, looking at what are the, um, the treasures, the talents um, that, uh, that we're needing to go ahead and complement each other as a board. Um, I think having different perspectives, different backgrounds um, is really critical um, to have a um, to have a collective group of individuals that are going to look at things different, bring um, different experiences to the table um, to, to, again, you know, make sure that we are um, moving the organization in the direction that God uh, wants us to. And so, you know, being intentional as it relates to the makeup of the board um, and what experiences would be beneficial to us um, as the governing body for the school is really critical. So 
Um, while we've done that in uh, in the past couple of years, I think there's a greater opportunity for us to to um, to again just be you know very uh, clear and defined um, in in how we can continue to be planful um, in utilizing those talents for the school. And that goes along, and I know we'll touch on that later, but just looking at the board governance as well. Yeah. Um, and, and just maturing in that as well um, as a board. Thank you. Yeah, that, I think that's great. And Jacob, we, we hit on for a second um, as we look at like putting best practices and, and what that does for boards, not just in membership planning, but just the general health. Because one of the things that, that we had said in, in our general summary was um, we want to have a better understanding of the board's membership tenure and that it should increase the regular revisiting of board best practices. So how does that just kind of play into um, the board not just becoming healthier from, hey, we have regular turnover, but healthier in the practices and and how those are kind of a symbiotic relationship? Yeah, Uh, the way I think about that is, again, from that perspective of looking up from where we're at to where we're going. Um, This is a real... uh, point of evolution. You see that later with the CISA conversation. Um, if you look around culturally and educationally, um, there's a lot happening right now. Change is inevitable. It's part of um, the world that God created. And it's part of why he gave us the ability to lead so that we can look forward into what's needed. And best practices is not uh, a once and done thing. It's a constantly changing, iterated perspective of what have we learned from our experiences in the past and what should we apply based off of the experiences of others. So I think that one of the things that you'll notice as we talk through these is how interconnected uh, different points are with one another. Um, We're currently wrestling and rumbling through best practices as a board, and it's it's a really cool time to be on the board, I think, um, because there's so much that we get to work together on around who we are and what we're doing. But that that commitment and that agreement is critical, not just to the fact that we're volunteers, we're parents, <laughs> it can be busy, but also that we're constantly keeping our eyes open, like Rebecca said, to what's needed now, what's needed next, and how can we provide the best um, guidance and policy adjustment and uh, accountability to both the session and to you uh, now and in a way that ensures a healthy, uh, vibrant community for education going forward. Man, you, you really, well, te- yeah, you really <laughs> teed me up though t- for this next one because then we're, we're wanting to increase faculty salaries and we don't want to just increase it of say, hey, you're a great teacher, here's some money. Um, we want to increase faculty salaries and we want to increase professional development. And so, Jacob, keep keep talking. How does that play into that kind of broader picture as you're talking about health? I mean, like, <laughs> and the, yeah, we can, investing in our teachers. Come on, like, yeah, that's right. Not, okay. I know it sounds. Um, I know it sounds pretty it, easy, but yeah, yeah, this is a really one, a really hard one to sell. Uh, no. I, there's never a more important time to invest in how we, um, how we support and grow and encourage and nurture uh, the faculty and uh, educators that are in the school. Um, 
the the target of a specific number is really encouraging um but the the broad and specific investment of salaries and educating opportunities and experiential training and um the support in the way that the organization is designed um making sure that you're equipped to help encourage and, and drive that but also that we're set up to not just stay competitive, but to um, set the expectations, Lord willing, of what it means to um, what it what it means to us to have the kind of quality and professional and caring and Jesus loving teachers that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebecca, anything you want to add to that? Um. You know, our teachers are for sure the heartbeat, right? We um, with our kids and our school. And to Jacob's point, um, you know, there's not a board meeting that goes by that we don't talk about this topic. What are we doing? How are we doing that to to better support, to better serve um, our faculty and staff who are making a sacrifice to be here, that have a calling to be here, um, and uh, our kids would not be here without them. So this is definitely um, a very relevant um, and a very needed strategic priority uh, for the board um, that we're working through diligently and, and um, but want a thoughtful plan to make sure, again, that, that it is well-funded and it's most importantly sustainable. Yeah, and I think, I think that's something that uh, is, is important to know like it, it would be great to just you know throw more money at the teachers but the there's so many things that have changed over the years and and the economy of this is a vastly different equation than i than i was ever used to uh prior to becoming a head of school of how hard this is to to really raise every salary to really um be more competitive but this is a problem i think the board rebecca like you were just saying this is a problem worth worth rumbling through. This is a problem we're struggling with, and we're doing our best. We, we're trying to be the most aggressive we've ever been in faculty salary increases, but we want to get to a place where, like you just said, it's sustainable. And, and you know, yeah, maybe we could raise tuition by 20% next year and, and really fix a lot. I don't know if that's the best thing for for our, our for our families, right? Um, but I, but there there's a prudence here that we need because our, our teachers – I think you're right, or the heartbeat of our school, and, and that's that's a great way to put it. Um, and part part of supporting them uh, to the next point is to make sure that we're mentoring them. Um, and uh, this year, uh, we've we brought in a coach. We've in, implemented a coaching and and teaching support system uh, that I would say with with a group called Team Optics. And uh, we've had every teacher uh, observed at least four times, and we have a, more data on our faculty than ever. To help them increase and what's cool is we've gone from administrative observations and summaries to peer-to-peer observations and summaries and, and this is fun i don't even think i've shared this with rebecca or, or jacob either one of you but i'm doing my end of year evaluations right now being may and um, almost every faculty member has said how much they've actually appreciated the numerous observations and the feedback that they're getting which isn't necessarily surprising from a from oh yeah it's great to get feedback but it's it can be really intimidating it, it feels like you have a guest in your house when somebody comes in to observe you in a classroom it, it feels very different and and our faculty have been really uh, responsive to that and that that part's been been really great um, and I would say this is probably the the one thing 
um, that goes more to the operations of the school than anything else um, in this of just what does this look like from from my job because the faculty ultimately report to me um, but it's been a, it's been a fun thing for us to see and so it's it's fun to get to talk about that um, and it's something that we plan to continue for for years on out but yeah, any, any questions you guys have of that or do you think parents should know since we've had the, those discussions at the board level? I think, oh, go ahead, Rebecca. I was just going to share to say, you know, I believe uh, part of my business uh, in executive recruiting is leadership development. Um, and so I just feel that it's a critical component um, of any organization to invest in their people and to do that. You know, feedback is a gift. But how do we do that um, well, and how do we do that to serve them and provide them the resources and needs? And I think education is changing, and it's uh, family dynamics, society is changing. And so anything that we can do to help um, shore up our teachers to feel confident and well-prepared and supported um, to, to do their job well. Um, they come in these doors every morning having a desire to serve the families and students well. So... Um, I love that this is part of our strategic plan. Jacob, what were the you main thing I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, um, kind of, kind of echoing Rebecca there. Um, there have been some amazing uh, and long tenured teachers at Kirk over the years, which is such a blessing. And um, as you and the school uh, grows and, and matures. Uh, there's, there's, there's changing teacher seats. There's new people that come in and people at different, uh, stages of their career. And having, having Kirk be a vibrant and, uh, healthy and impactful Christian school in St. Louis is dependent on the way that the faculty supported and grown. And as individual teachers or staff, uh, have the opportunity to look into the future in their own career path and how that is shaped in their time here. Um, I'm excited to see how this one eventually turns into um, ongoing development. Like being able to like yeah. mentor and coach uh, where I'm at right now is really powerful, but also being able to encourage uh, growth for a lifetime is, is exciting. And I think that shows up in the way that uh, they'll be able to serve the children and educate and the parents and all, all the work that is being done. Yeah. And one of the things specifically that, that's really come up is, um, you know, education's kind of been a, Hey, if you want to lead, you've got to take on a new role of you know, classroom teacher and then department chair, and then maybe an administrator and so forth. And this allows people to lead without having to step out of their gift uh, necessarily, because some of our best teachers, like you said, have been in their, their role a long time and and this really equips them in that in that way and so i i've loved this this has been way um it's been a big challenge to change because this is a bit of a culture change and how deep we've gone but it's been worth worth every bit of it so it's i, I love hearing what you said because yeah it's something that i would say even if i wasn't here i'd want to see kirk day school do uh, far beyond me um, the next one is regularly review core objectives for the educational support services and enrichment opportunities. And a big part of this is holding the school accountable for students it can serve, um, allow for the academic growth, the spiritual development, 
and overall future success. And so, Rebecca, why don't you talk about it for for a minute? Because this is a this is probably the most specific thing that we put on there regarding one department and and a couple and, and the effect that this would have on on a group of our students. Yeah, sure. So, um, first and foremost, I think that the KDS community should know that as a covenantal school, we believe that every child uh, is an image of God, image bearer of God, um, and he has made them uniquely but perfectly made. And so there is definitely a home for educational support services um, at KDS. Um, and so, but we also need to ensure that we're constantly, you know, um, what are they even better at? How are we better serving children as um, learning um, needs occur? Um, how are we ensuring that we're meeting them today, but also setting them up for the social, the academic, the spiritual growth uh, moving forward? Um, and that includes um, the, the support services that we provide them holistically across um the domain as well as uh, the enrichment opportunities, looking at that. Um, and so, again, this is more programmatic as it relates to um, the, the functionality, how is this carried out that, um, that resides with you, Taylor, and your administration and your, um, your staff, your talented staff. Um, but it's really looking at more from the missional standpoint um, and ensure that there is alignment and clear objectives and goals for you know, how we can best serve um, all learning types um, or, you know, the, the learning types um, the best fit with KBS. Yeah, and, and I would say that that's definitely the genesis of this because one of the questions, you know, that I think is, is prudent in asking, and Jacob, you've, you've challenged us all to ask, you know, how did we get here? Um, and, you know, there's two things. I'd say, number one, when it comes to our educational support services, we do believe in serving them, but we want to make sure that we're serving um the, the kids as best we possibly can. And I think we, we've been stretched in certain areas. I think we, we've not been able to really identify the, the more specific profile of a student. And at times that, that can be challenging. Um, we've loved, 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 loved every one of these kids. Uh, the question is, is are we doing our best for the future and are we thriving in that? And that, that's gonna be a continual question. And that goes to the enrichment opportunities as well. Um, we can have a, a great program, but if it, that program's not missionally aligned with us, so let's say it's, you know, a bocce ball club, um, all of a sudden we want to make sure that, that that is missionally aligned or that there's a value add to it. And we want to have that under better scrutiny so that we're not just adding thing on top of thing just so we can say we have, you know, 60 extracurricular programs at Kirk Day School. We want to make sure that they're right and true. And Rebecca, you mentioned that, that it's mission aligned. And so all those things become incredibly important. So yeah, th thanks for sharing that. Um, let me let me hit CESA membership for a moment uh, as well as we kind of keep going through this. CESA is a, a group called the Standards uh, or Committee uh, for Educational Standards and Accountability, actually Council for Educational Standards and Accountability. Um, and there's some really high standards in this. So Rebecca, Jacob, both of you have been on the board as we went through our CESA process. I'd say we're close to submitting our, our final documents to become members of CESA, but but kind of what have you learned uh, that CESA is and and the kind of the standard? So I'll, I'll let you you start, Jacob, and then Rebecca, if you would if you would comment on it as well. I know you stay pretty active with some of the trainings, but Jacob, what what have you learned uh, about this group and why we want to be a part of it? Yeah, I think the uh, the CESA program and getting to be involved in it is a is a real step. And investment in not just the future of Kirk, but the, specifically the way that 
it's governed and the people who lead it are equipped to help establish uh, the right kind of understanding and support. So it, it comes with a community, it comes with training, it comes with accountability, it comes with elements of mentorship. Uh, the, the time that we got to spend with the evaluation uh, team that came out to review our, our, uh, our policies and our structure and getting feedback was so rich. Um, it, it's, a, it's a relationship that um, has a lot of value for the school in sort of the inner workings and the health uh, and the fortitude of our foundation. And um, I think it's also a real sign of the investment in that uh, next 30 years and what it looks like to, uh, to grow. Well said. Rebecca, yeah. what, what about you? What have you learned with CISA? Um, I was just absolutely impressed with their desire to come along schools um, for excellence um, and their desire for Christian excellence. Um, and so I, I, it was really a privilege uh, to just be part of those meetings for assessing the school, assessing the board, um, our ability. And again, I say it all the time, um, but the even better if, what can we do to elevate ourselves to position Kirk Day School to be stronger, um, to be um, guarding our mission and our values for that next 30 years from, um, and it is very focused on strategic priorities as well in that governance structure. So um, I'm really excited from what we've learned. I'm also very excited for the um, accomplishments that we've had to date and being able to celebrate those as part of the CISA process. Um, they had many accolades for the school. And, and so I was proud to serve on the board and be a representative of that too. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great group. And I would say I've grown through it and, you know, I think I think a big thing is they hold you to high standards. I mean, this is in their t name, right? Uh, but they hold you to high educational standards and high accountability. And I would say um, we we've seen some of the things. I mean, you know, for those listening, this isn't just like, hey, what are your ERB scores? I mean, it goes into everything from your board handbook to what type of insurance do you have? Um, do you have enough in savings? to make sure that these schools continue because there's a value in the Christian education and the generational. Christian education at that. And I, f I feel like we're a better school because of it. And I, I love that. And uh, CISA membership is tough. Uh, there are only, um, there are currently, there are only four elementary schools in the country that, that qualify for CISA membership. And we're looking to be the fifth. So this is, this is an exciting place to be. Um, the next is, is a ro robust communication and media plan. And we want to continue to develop one. We have one. Uh, this really goes into Reagan Taylor's uh, area of expertise. Um, but, you know, for those of you that have seen us over the years, you've seen our communication, I would say, get better in a lot of ways. Um, it, it looks more uh, authoritative from whether it's using a certain mail client or whether it's how we're communicating certain events. But we know how important information is and the balance of flooding information uh, to you versus um, also making sure that we rarely communicate uh, or not rarely communicate, rather. And uh, this, is, this is something internal that, that we saw as, as a real opportunity to, to invest in, uh, whether it be social media, whether it's um, how we're recruiting and communicating with prospective families, but then also how we're doing that with our current families. But um, I know this is a little bit different one as well, but it's something that I think we needed internally to really work on. But Rebecca, Jacob, anything to add to, to that one? 
other than I've worked in marketing and experience design for most of my career. Um, currently working with a, a team doing uh, a lot of this and supporting people around the world doing this. So it's just it's close to my heart, and I love I love this kind of thing. And I'm thankful for Reagan's support uh, of of the school in the way that she is. And um, it's a constantly evolving ecosystem, and it requires staying up and being creative and trying new things and discovering what doesn't work. And it's it can be really really fun, but it can also be a little daunting if you're not uh, if you're not sure where to start. And so That's I'm well really said. proud of what the school's been doing working in this space. Yeah, that's really well said because um, I never realized how uh, intense this one actually would be <laughs> when we put it. It's like, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, write more emails, got it. And that's clearly not what that is, um, but uh, but but it's it's different. Um, the last thing, Rebecca, I'll kick this one to you. But the board will take a comprehensive review of the board's committee structure. So the board's going to work on the board. Uh, talk about that for a second, because we've we've are constantly looking at this. I'd say now, and then we're kind of in a what a little bit of a purgatory stage. If we made some changes, but we're not quite ready to to uh, cement those changes um, just yet. But but talk about committee structures. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is one of my favorite ones because I love organization. I love governance. And, um, and I think that's where, when you can create order, then that's where you can create lanes of accountability, authority, and working plan and action plans. And that's, and, and this, I think, will also allow us to continue and, and to be even stronger um, in our lens of strategic planning for the school. So, um, so, and this actually came out from our conversation with CISA and just looking at standards and best practices and really taking a reflection on who we are, where we are today, and, and where, um, and how are we um, structured um, and functionally relevant, and where and how to support the school for the next thirty years. So, as you have new board members come on, as you have the board chair changing over time, you know how do we create that consistency of structure um, uh, to to propel the school forward, and, and again, really focusing on how are we holding accountable the, the policies and the mission of the school. So, so all that came from this, we're having a board training this summer. I'm really excited about um, Bill Mott, um, who's written, uh, written or wrote, you might, <laughs> written a book about um, high-performing um, boards and healthy boards and governance. And so um, he's going to be providing some expertise towards us. And then from there, we're going to be doing some workshops. And I think this will also help us with um, Jacob's leadership in strategic planning to, to um, help to then elevate our strategic plan um, for, you know, the next five years and where are we going from there and, and then to be able to have working groups to be able to carry out that. Yeah, um, that and th this is one that that was fun to actually kind of see kind of come. It wasn't in mm -hmm. our original strategic plan. We had seven and we right. added this eighth because we realized, okay, this isn't just about a finance committee. This is this is about the board making the board better. And Jacob, you, you mentioned kind of earlier, really a self perpetuation of of making sure that we're looking down the road. Um, and I feel like this falls right into it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I keep going. I was going to say, if you're paying attention at home, that's that's three that are three of three out of the eight that are explicitly about taking a hard look at how we govern 
how the board works, how we uh, how we certify and establish like governance of the school. If that isn't an investment in the future, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And we, we want board members. I mean, since I've been here, um, you know, I've been here eight years and I've had three board chairs. Um, and, but I know four board chairs and like in the school's history, I want to say there's, there's only like 12, um, if that. And so we, we, it's not like this, this goes on and on and on and into history. Uh, we have to look at the future and I, and I love that we're doing that because quite frankly, where you see schools go off the rails is in governance and and don't get me wrong i am a part of that governance i'm a part of that structure heads of schools and boards um because what we want we can't get done the things like developing teacher salaries if we're not taking care of the governance um we have to do that um as as well so um these are great uh, uh, things and they're, they're fun to work on you know for me it's it's almost a daily occurrence that i touch one of these but uh Jacob, Rebecca, e- either one of you, what, what would be kind of your thing that, that if, if a parent's listening, they're kind of like, why, why are y'all sharing this? Kind of go to what is our why for a moment. Rebecca, can we start with you? What is our why? Great question. Um, well, our why one is for transparency to share with, um, with you our passion and our commitment and our vision of the school. Um, you chose us. Um, for a reason, um, and uh, we want you to know that um, as a, the governing board for this school, that we take that very seriously, and um, we are prayerfully looking at how we can best shepherd, again, the resources um, to support the school for another 30 years. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, I think there's several whys here, right? Why are we sharing? Uh, why have a strategic uh, plan? Why and make these investments? It's all rooted in the why of the school, the part of Christian parents, uh, in the education of their children, uh, in Jesus' name, right? And um, the why of the, specifically the why of the strategy is to help us hold ourselves accountable to each other, to you, the parents, Um the why to share it is that transparency that you're talking about. Um, that's why it's on the website. If you go under the um, our school, under the, the the school board section, we have this published up there. Uh, for that reason, um, I believe that God uh, made people to lead, either individually their own work or others or work that we have. And leadership looks like stepping up and out of what you're doing in the moment to look at where you're, what's ahead of you, and then to come back down. And as Christians, we do that in a way that is rooted in uh, hope in Christ. Um, but it's still important to do. Um, and so I see this one, this is the first strategic plan uh, that the school has had. And it's the first of a long uh, history, I think, of intentional uh, transparent and um, meaningful investment in an ongoing support of the work that we did here. Yeah, well said, Jacob. And I think I think from yeah, right. <laughs> I think from yeah, my seat. I think from my seat as well. I I really kind of steward it with the question: If we had all new people, if we had all new people, what would this place look like? And not not for the sake of 
of playing a, a weird, you know, apocalyptic game. But for the sake of saying, can this legacy continue? I want to be able to honor the Lord and the work that I do. But I also want to be able to honor what God has done through Sue Pitzer. And I hope the next head of school um, is able to honor some of the work that I've done so that these generations can know from generation to generation to generation who Jesus is and where they fit into this world as an image bearer and, and how to help reform the world as best they possibly can in Jesus' name. And if we're, if we're doing this and we're setting strategic plans in front, that allows us to do those things without, without missing that, that core mission because that's, where, that's exactly where we are. So I love how you guys embodied that, and I really appreciate it. Um, that's really it for us, uh, and I really, really appreciate the time, guys. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for doing a deep dive on this. Um, if parents have questions, what, what, what should they do, Rebecca? They should ask you, Taylor. <laughs> no, we we absolutely invite questions. We invite ideas, um, you know, things like that as well. So they can they can email you, Taylor. They can um, they can email me if they, you'd like. Engage in a, a cup of coffee around this. Um, you know, we we welcome conversations, and um, we're looking forward to hosting additional parent focus groups. Um, as we move towards next year and continue plans with the strategic plan too. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, guys, that is it. Uh, parents, thanks for listening. And like always, if you have questions or you have other things that you want to do, uh, please reach out to us. But Rebecca, Jacob, thanks, guys. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs>